to Real Estate Coaching Radio, America's number one trusted resource for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Starring award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris. Get ready for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome back to Real Estate Coaching Radio, and we are your loyal hosts and coaches, Tim and Julie Harris. Julie, welcome to today's show. Thank you. It's great to be here. It's going to be a fantastic show. It is. Topic yesterday, a lot of great feedback. I saw a lot of folks talking about it. I'm really glad you guys enjoyed it. Um, we're going to pick up today at point number seven, and hopefully we can get through all the points, and then you can, and I strongly encourage you to share today's radio show and yesterday's radio show, and of course, any of the other radio shows from the past year or so. Um, with all your friends and fellow agents and whatnot. And, of course, it's a great learning library for you to go back and maybe uh, refresh yourself on some of the other ways you can help others and make money in this new real estate boom. Jules, before we go back to point seven, um, anything interesting mm-hmm. from your schedule? Any interesting yeah. <laughs> stories from the coaching? Of, I don't know. I don't have anything after that. Stories from Julie's coaching schedule. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's always an adventure, isn't it? Um, I, I was just kind of thinking about the great variety that we're seeing this year, a variety in different types of markets, a variety in different types of students. You know, we have everything from what I call uh, recession recovery clients who are still mm-hmm. working through and creating their comeback year. Some, of, A lot of our coaching clients had their comeback year last year, but they're still certainly you know, a portion of agents who, you know, they lost their own rental properties, maybe even their own home, and were seriously rebuilding them. And I, and I have to say, you and I really feel for that situation, and we understand what they're going through. And you guys don't need to be weird about it or embarrassed by it or beat yourselves up about it. It's just time to do something about it. So for those of you who are still in recovery stage, that's okay. That's why you have coaches. That's why you listen to the radio show. And then we have a lot of agents in between where they're trying to make this their best year ever. They're comparing it. A lot of people are saying, my previous best year was 2008, 2009, whatever it was. And I want to do that again, but I want to do it consistently, and I want to do it right this time. I want to do it with real skill, not just because the market was good. And then we have other agents that have already started out this year where it's so clearly going to be a stellar rock star year, you know, and we're super excited. So wherever you fall on that spectrum – that's okay. We, I just wanted to kind of point out the huge variety. We've got people that are accountants that are laid off airline pilots. We have a uh, fireman paramedic. We've got a huge variety of clients. You don't have to be the typical sort of quintessential grizzled veteran to be part of uh, coaching or future coaching and certainly part of this program. So I, I'm just kind of amazed, Tim. It used to be like, you know, during the recession, everybody was like, oh my God, I got to learn how to do a short sale. And it all sort of sounded the same. And then we're all pulling out together. And I think some of you guys are in, you know, inventory starved markets and others of you, you've got tons of listings and, you know, you're very heavy on the buyer side. That's fine. It's, it's actually more exciting for us as coaches, I think, to have that variety. What I've noticed, what I've noticed uh, a lot of folks are sick of the fairy tales of about you know social networking, sick of the fairy tales mm-hmm. that there's only one way to be successful in real estate. And I'm noticing a lot of folks who are kind of burned out on chasing the latest you know gimmick, um, and and they're finally coming to terms with the fact that real estate business, their real estate business can be a, 
relatively simple, elegant business. It doesn't have to be so complicated. There doesn't have to be all these extra steps. You know, when they get real clear about where the money's in, at in this business and it's being a listing agent, when they get more really accept the fact that once they're willing to learn the skills to become a listing agent, Julie had a great, Andre, if you're listening, I won't say his last name, but I have this great client who I really enjoy coaching. And you know what? He's been, he's been, followed, he fell into this normal paradigm. He had a big, you know, team and he was buying buyer leads and he was doing a lot of SEO. And the fact mm-hmm. is, is he's really good at it. I mean, he's, you know, really good at generating leads online, not just buying them. He doesn't do that anymore. I saved him from that. But from the, you know, essentially self-generated stuff off, uh, even pay-per-click, but really mostly it's just from the fact that he knows how to work SEO and gets a lot of buyer leads. Well, buyer leads have been going to buyer's agents and all that. And he's, he's really gotten sick of the fact that it's not, it's not really what, it's not a real business. Because at the end of the day, he has to constantly be spending time buying buyer leads, constantly spending time training buyer's agents. And so I asked him this question. I said, because he knows a lot of other agents like that that are doing the same thing. He has this little mm-hmm. social network of folks that are doing generating business the same way. And I'm not judging it. I'm just giving you guys an alternative way to look at, you know, essentially how to build success in this business. And so I asked Andre today on our call, because he gets it now, right? He's starting to do the things that we asked him to do to become a listing agent. He's starting to realize that you don't need to worry about buyer leads when you have listings because you, know, you essentially have to beat the buyers off the stick when you have listings. He gets it now. And he, he, he's like completely converted, and he, he's almost like preaching the gospel of becoming a listing agent. And so I asked him, I said, why is it, you know, I said, well, if, you had a cho- if you had a choice now, looking back, you know, two or three years, you had to choose between learning all the stuff you had to learn, you know, the, the complicated lead follow-up systems, the drip systems, all the fancy SEO stuff, all the stuff about squeeze pages, landing pages, all the stuff about Facebook groups and Twitter groups and pay-per-click and all that stuff that you had to learn. Okay, and you know, if you had a choice, now knowing that you know how to be a listing agent, because he's been with me as a coaching client for like six months, now you know that skill, and you had a choice between choosing what you had previously done versus what I taught you to do, which is easier, which is going to put money in your pocket faster, which is going to essentially help you have a real business quicker. And he said, he, he said I cannot believe how much more efficient, how much more business-like, how much, you know, he didn't say easier, but he did say, you know, p- more profitable doing business following our system is compared to what he was doing before. And I thought that was kind of interesting. So I said, all right, now, why would, once someone knows that the fact that they can, you know, they have a choice, A or B, um, A is, you know, not, not duplicatable, not predictable. A is not going to, and by the way, all the SEO stuff and the knowledge he has and all the online gimmicks and stuff he was doing, well, those lose effectiveness relatively quick, and then you've got to constantly be looking for whatever the next gimmick is. So I asked them, why is that agents out there who are, like, say, given that same choice between A and B, why is it that they choose to not do the real sales aspect of this job and instead just decide to basically try to do the passive stuff? And he said, because it's easier to hide out behind you and your computer. If something doesn't work, nobody knows it didn't work. It's just you and your computer. There's no rejection. There's no actual selling. There's no other people involved. And I said, there's also no profit involved, and he agreed. I thought that was very interesting. And I'll tell you what I'm seeing happen um, amongst the free coaching calls that I do and some of the, and talking to our coaches and talking about the new clients that they're getting. A lot of people are 100% uh, wanting to have gimmick-free businesses, and I think that's fantastic. It's what we've been preaching certainly forever, you know, for the past almost 10 years. And I'm glad that folks are finally waking up to the fact 
that this is a very simple, elegant business once you learn how to be a listing agent. And once you accept the fact that the profit's always going to be on the listing side of the business, then really it does clear the air on all the other things you guys stress yourselves out about. You know, if you look at your list of things to do, all the little systems and whatnot and widgets and things you think you're supposed to be doing, you know, all of them, 99% of the time, are speculative. In other words, they may or may not lead directly to a paycheck. Well, I would challenge you if we were coaching you, and all of our coaches would challenge you as well, to not do those things. Just really set aside all the speculative stuff and just do the stuff that you intuitively know will put money in your pocket the next 60 to 90 days and just do that stuff. Now, down the road, if you want to add more spokes to your lead generation wheel and you want to do the stuff that's more speculative, well, then you can then cross that bridge and do that stuff. But for now, for the sake of taking full advantage of this incredible real estate recovery that we're all enjoying, why not make money? Why not put yourself in a position to help people? So, I mean, I have to say, Julie, I've never had so much fun being a coach. How about you? <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's awesome. I love it. It is awesome. Yeah. So people are getting it now. You know, They're embracing the fact that this yes. is such an incredible market. So let's just jump right back in. Point number okay. seven. Point number seven in our topic um, of our radio show, again, for all of those of you who didn't listen to yesterday, is the top 1% millionaire agent secrets revealed, point number seven. Okay, so point number seven is that superstars, and remember, superstars defined by us means that you have goals, you are meeting or exceeding them. There is not a particular dollar amount that makes you a superstar, but you actually have goals and you are meeting or exceeding them, whatever that means to you. So superstars never wing it. They know that a smart man learns from his mistakes. A brilliant man learns from the mistakes of others. Follow the path in front of you. Remember yesterday? Focus. Follow one course until successful. Never stop. Never slow down. So agents who are on track or ahead of track, they have eliminated their sense of winging it. And it's interesting because there is a certain profile of our coaching clients, Tim, and I think, I think you would agree with us that they join coaching because they've actually done pretty well winging it but they've only gotten so far winging it, and they know they're winging it, and they know that they'll do so much better if they actually get some polish and skill going on and learn some things for real. And so for those clients, and that's okay, more power to you for having done well, and imagine what you'll do when you have really polished, systematized skill in place. And so for them, we're kind of filling in the gaps of steps they might have skipped and things like that, that that actually give them a sense of insecurity because they know they're winging it. Is that what you find as well? Absolutely. I mean, a lot of people do come to us, and let's just be honest, they have a nat- lot of natural skill and talent going for them, but they've kind of realized, and it's kind of transparent when they look at their income, that their skill and talent is kind of leveled off. Good. Be glad. Knowing that they've you reached can, their speed uh, limit. You've reached your speed limit. Now you can jump to the fast lane, and all you have to do is actually what we suggest you do in point number eight. Point number eight, Jules. Perfect. Point number eight is superstars devote 10% of their income and 10% of their time to education, even when they're producing the income required to meet their goals. They are consistently and constantly improving their skills. So even agents that pretty much take every listing appointment they go on, they're still looking to make it better, more efficient, shorter, more comfortable for themselves and for their clients. So superstars devote 10% of their income and 10% of their time to education. And here's the fact, Tim. The more they learn, the more they earn, but only when you take constant action. You don't want to plateau and just, you know, the agents that are hardest to coach are the ones that kind of think that they already know everything. 
and that's not the profile of a superstar. Superstars are always looking to be more efficient and better and smarter and faster and more polished. The challenge is, the challenge, of course, is knowing where you should be devoting your attention and your dollars towards and when it comes to learning. And I appreciate the fact that it's a challenge for a lot of you. You know, that's why we don't have any contracts at our business. At our coaching university, we are 100% in belief that what we're going to offer you is going to help you accomplish your goals, that we don't require contracts. Everybody else that's in the coaching space especially in the real estate industry, requires you sign typically a 12-month contract, meaning you sign the contract, you're paying the amount whether you like what they're offering you or not. And nine times out of ten, you have no idea what you're going to get prior to joining their coaching program. You can go to comparacoach.com, comparacoach.com, and actually look at the website, and we give you over ten questions that you should be asking anyone that you're considering hiring as your coach, comparacoach.com. The bottom line with all this, guys, is that you have to be making sure, as Julie read in the previous point, that you're following the footsteps of folks that basically have a proven track record of helping others become successful. You have to do your own homework on that. And again, if someone's demanding that you sign a contract, that to me would be a red flag that they're not that confident that you're really going to like what they are going to uh, try to get you to learn. So Julie, what's the next point? Point number nine is that superstars control their mind, their body, their schedule, and their wallet. And that's a really huge coaching thought, actually, if you write that down. Superstars control their mind, their body, their schedule, and their wallet. Our coaching clients, one of the ways they manage that is to do a brain dump every day. So, Tim, what's a brain dump? That sounds kind of scary. <laughs> it does. Sounds kind of painful, doesn't it? Am I emptying everything? What am I left yeah, with? Yeah, well, yeah. But basically, and I actually had that on a couple of coaching calls today, people that came to the call, you know, they were newer clients, they are top producers. Um, one was on the way of being a top producer, and they were feeling overwhelmed. Okay, let's talk about that. What is overwhelmed? Let's write everything down that's in your mind on a piece of paper. That's a brain dump. Literally everything, anything and everything. If one thought leads to another thought, write it all down. And then look at all those things that were in your head. And if while looking, you come up with some more, write them all down until literally you cannot think another thing. It's all on maybe many, many, many pieces of paper. That will in itself, that function, that activity, seeing yourself writing those words down on a piece of paper or phrases is going to make you feel better. Now, the next thing you do is you look at that, that list, maybe short, maybe long, and you ask yourself, how many of the things that I just wrote down, how many of the things I just wrote down will lead directly to a paycheck? Directly, let's say, within, say, 60 to 90 days, will result in a paycheck? Versus how many of the things I just wrote down are just, frankly, just noise, just clutter? And there's something that I learned from a Navy SEAL in a book called Hero, by the way, if you guys want to read the book. And the essence of it is to stay in your own three-foot world. The, literally, the three feet that's around you right now is the only thing that you can have an influence on. So when you're feeling really overwhelmed, almost to the point where you, you're stagnating, stagnating, you cannot move forward, look around you, realize that the only thing you can truly have an effect on is what's around you in your three-foot world. And you're probably running, walking, driving. We know most of you guys listen to us on the go. That three-foot world is the only thing you can have an effect on. When you're in the office, and you're sitting there with your list of past clients and centers of influence and a phone and our scripts, obviously, that's the world you can influence. You guys get the point? The less time you spend in your three-foot world, the less money you're going to make. So keep your thoughts, and the essence of this, guys, is, by the way, being present. 
Don't worry too much about the future. Don't worry about the past. Don't think about anything other than what you can have an immediate effect on in your own three-foot world. Joel's uh, point number 10. Point number 10 is that superstars start with the end in mind. And this can be applied, this thought, superstars start with the end in mind. And I think a lot of you have heard this before, but you can apply it in many different places. I usually talk about this most when we're doing the treasure map and we're doing the business plan because you've got to realize that most of the world earns what they're going to earn at their normal person job, and they have to fit their lifestyle into that income. So if you're somebody that has whatever standard job you'd like to choose, and let's say you make your 60 grand a year, and yeah, it's real consistent. You've got consistent hours probably, and you've got a consistent paycheck. But what if you have something that costs more than that? Well, you're just going to have to do without or figure out a better alternative. So for most people, and most of your real estate clients that you guys deal with, most of them are trying to fit what they need to do in life into their little specific financial world. Not so in your real estate practice. One of the biggest blessings that we have as agents is that there is no income cap. There's nobody saying, oh, I'm sorry, there's no growth for you at this company. You have maxed out. I'm sorry, if you want to make more money, you'll have to work somewhere else. No, you can start with the end in mind, and that's what our goal setting section of the treasure map is about, where we say, all right, I'm pretty sure you didn't get into real estate just to pay your bills. Didn't you get into real estate so that you could control your income? So let's start with thinking about what that would look like. How much do you have to earn for you to have the lifestyle of your dreams? Start with the end in mind. Figure out how much income that's going to take. You can divide your average net commission into that, and it'll tell you exactly how many deals you've got to do per year, how much money you've got to make per month, how many listings you have to have at all times in order to create what you want in life. I mean, how many? I can't even think of another job. I'm sure it would be in sales that you can start with the end in mind and then create what you need. I mean, it's pretty awesome, Tim, don't you think? Well, most sales jobs are limited for the very reason uh, that, you know, if you sold uh, private jets, not everyone can afford, nor the people that can afford, well, now everybody true. wants a private jet. Or if you sell cars, or if you sell steak knives, or if you sell, if you think by the very nature, everything that you could possibly sell other than real estate is really a discretionary need, but everybody needs housing, you see? So that's the amazing thing Pretty about cool. real estate is, is everybody needs it. If you're walking down the street, everyone you're passing on the road either wants to buy, wants to sell, wants to lease. You know, Everybody is going to be in real estate their entire lives because you always need a place to live. Get it? That's the miracle of the industry cool. that you find yourself in. Everybody is a potential customer, unlike if you were sold virtually anything else. Um, by the way, Julie was mentioning the business plan. Remember, guys, when you ask for a free coaching call by going to freecoachingcallsforagents.com, freecoachingcallsforagents.com, we're going to give you a free copy of the real estate treasure map, which is our business plan. Point number 11, Miss Julie. Point number 11 is that superstars always ask for help when they need it. They're willing to ask for help from colleagues, from their coach, or get it from the material available to them through our coaching that is at their fingertips. They actually ask for help, though. They don't hide out. They don't ignore that they need the help. Remember, superstars are not born that way. They learned all of the above points that we've been talking about in a gradual, sometimes even painful or frustrating way. It's okay to be frustrated. It's okay to need help. It just That means that you're working on it. It's not okay to do nothing. So remember that 20% of your time creates 80% of your results. That per, That is known as Pareto's principle. So 
the 20% of your time that you're spending really honestly working on your business where you're not putting out fires and holding deals together, that 20% has to really pay off. And if you need help figuring that out, it's okay to ask. Agents who ask for help tend to be the same agents who make a lot more money. That's right. Point number 12, superstars know their numbers, Julie. Superstars actually know their numbers. This is a great point, and this by itself, just being very clear about your numbers, will actually make you more money. It's kind of a curious thing. They can tell you where their business comes from. They can tell you how much they spend on each lead source in terms of both time and money. They can tell you how they handle those lead sources. They know their numbers, and not just personally, how many leads I have, what they're worth, how many listings I have, what I've got in my pipeline, how many active buyers I have. Those are personal business numbers. But they also know the numbers about their marketplace. Is their inventory growing or shrinking? If they're going to a listing tonight, they're not just showing it up and winging it and hoping that the seller loves their personality. They actually are studying the neighborhood. They might even be previewing. They know what's in contract. They know how many days on the market is average. They know the list-to-sell price ratio. They know what's happening. So superstars know their numbers personally as well as what's happening in their marketplace. So if you have any doubt of that, you can just listen to past radio shows, and you can hear them talk about those numbers. I know, like, Tim, your interview, uh, who was it, with Brandon recently, he knows his numbers. He can tell you what it takes to drive his business. And that is a common trait among superstars is that they don't hide out from their numbers. So point number 13, Tim. Superstars start and end the day the same way every day they're working. Now, we are a, a great book you guys should all be reading. It's called The Miracle Morning. Um, I thought and we mentioned it on yesterday's radio show. A lot of our agents really love that book. I always kind of like, you know, poke everyone to read it because if for no other reason it gets your mindset uh, around the idea that if you're going to have a great life, it really does start with what you do in the morning. And one of the things you absolutely positively must be doing every single day is working out, some level of workout. Now, a lot of you guys take it too far. You join gyms. You create this big routine that requires hours a day, and that means you're disrupting your family. It means you're disrupting your business. It just is a, you know, it, you're not getting enough sleep. I mean, it just becomes this big nightmare because you think in your head you have to you know, slice out a couple of hours to go to the gym. Oh, you're only at the gym for a half hour, but it's going to take you a half hour to get there and a half hour to get home. You get the point? So maybe the best type of working out will be running in your neighborhood or getting a, 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 you know, some side of weight set and put it in your basement, that type of thing. But physically getting your body going is really important. And uh, if you're overweight, if you have some physical things that you want to resolve, obviously see a doctor, develop a plan. But something else a lot of uh, coaching clients seem to really embrace is um, Adkins for Life, having a low-carb diet, losing weight, you know, taking responsibility for these types of things. But generally speaking, when you see a superstar, and again, Julie's, our definition of a superstar is really when somebody's meeting or exceeding their own goals. And when you see somebody like that, generally speaking, one of their goals is to be physically fit. Um, and guess what? They're not overweight. They are in great shape. They do exercise every day. Isn't this kind of common sense? A lot of these points, doesn't it feel that way? And we're hopefully just reminding you. And point number 14 is superstars give back. We're huge advocates of you guys donating or tithing 10% of your income. Now, with that said, um, you should be tithing all, you know, let's say you're in the process of, uh, you know, un unburying yourself from some sort of financial duress. 
And at this point, it probably makes sense for you to take care of your immediate financial duress first in your family. So remember the process is you take care of your immediate family first, and then you, when you have your, you know, essentially your debt paid off and you have you know, your house paid off or at least your mortgage is reduced and you have all your finances in a row, you have six months savings, your, your retirement accounts or you know, all that stuff, then you can start giving in a more sizable, meaningful way. But it is an interesting fact that uh, folks that are, uh, give their money away to charities or their church or their synagogue or their mosque, those folks also have a tendency to be more successful in life. Why? Because there's a direct correlation between helping others uh, and having that mindset of service. And you can do that, obviously, through the services you pro- provide as a real estate practitioner, but you can also provide that with what you can do for your money. Um, guys, uh, a, a lot of you financially need to get your house in order. Start with Dave Ramsey. I really, I, I have no criticisms of Dave Ramsey or any of his books. They're fantastic. Get started on those. A lot of you guys are Dave Ramsey uh, followers now. Those of you who aren't and you're wanting to figure out why it is that you year after year don't seem to really be increasing your net worth or maybe you don't even know what your net worth is, financial, um, the financial advice that Ramsey gives is second to none. It's very, I think, um, simple. It makes sense. It's transparent and it's very practical. Uh, the real estate advice we give you, hopefully you feel like you're getting that same level of, of ease of use from us that you are from Dave Ramsey about the financial stuff. So again, we're fans of Mr. Ramsey. I strongly suggest that you look into his uh, ideas for financial planning. Miss Julie, hand in hand with point number 14 is point number 15. Correct, which is superstars are moving towards or have already reached debt-free lives. If they are debt-free, they have a commitment to staying debt-free and not going through a roller coaster of, you know, running up credit cards and et cetera. So they're either moving towards being debt-free or they are and they're committed to staying that way. And a lot of our clients have achieved that. It's one of our main focuses as your coaches or future coaches is to get you to the point where you're debt-free. So one of the good byproducts of the recession, I think, Tim, is that it does give people a great place to start fresh. I hear the phrase, I'm going to do it right this time, quite frequently amongst those clients. And, you know, there's different levels of that, that what have people have gone through. But one of the main uh, characteristics of superstars is that they're moving towards that or they have actually reached uh, that debt-free life. And it's interesting because when you have to pay cash for something, your decision-making process is different. So, and I think that knowing that and sticking to a debt-free life also curiously makes it so you are earning a more consistent income and you're doing the things on a daily basis that get you there because you're committed to not getting into debt again. So our final point, I believe, Tim, point number 16. Uh, Well, you know, Julie, just to tack on to what you were just saying as far as the debt-free, I noticed Mm -hmm. and I'm seeing this happen again. A lot of people are starting to... I don't know what the word would be, but they're starting to be influenced by the whole good debt, bad debt thing. Good debt is oh, where yeah. your you know, tenant pays, blah, 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 blah. Okay, guys, all of these types of thoughts have been had before. So do some homework on this before you just start blindly believing the accumulation of debt gets you, uh, creates you wealth. Uh, doesn't it just make sense that the more debt you have, the less wealth you have? Doesn't it just make sense 
the, the fallacy behind the idea of leveraging yourself or borrowing as, most, as much as you can to buy rental properties and eventually over time they're somehow miraculously going to make you rich. Okay, that's uh, hypothetically on paper that's true. But what happens? A recession. The local economy crashes. The house basically has some sort of uninsurable issue that requires a lot of money. There's a bunch of vacancies. The neighborhood itself turns for the worst. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. So the idea of having debt on that property and having all the normal headwinds that goes to being a landlord, that creates uh, what one would call bankruptcy-inducing episodes. I mean, if you look at basic people that have had financial setbacks, without an exception, without an exception, folks, they are having financial setbacks because they've accumulated too much debt. Debt is the enemy. So if you want to become rich, have the mindset that you will have no debt. Now, does that mean Julie and I are not advocates of rental properties? We are, love rental properties. We buy rental properties. We're looking for more rental properties. We're always looking for rental properties. Love rental properties, but we pay cash. We do not take mortgages. And I strongly encourage you to do the same thing. If that means that you accumulate rental properties slower, buy one, pay it off, or you know, you pay, save up the money, you pay it off, whatever. If that means you accumulate slower, ultimately you'll be more financially stable because of the fact that you don't have to worry about the financial hardship from having the vacancies or the other issues. So I just ask you guys to seriously consider this whole conversation about good debt and bad debt. Debt in itself is bad. As a rule, debt is bad. Just be clear about that. It should not be, uh, that should be common sense to you. Um, now, point number 16, Julie. Okay, and I think right? this is a good yeah. parting thought for them because this kind of summarizes all of our other points to this week's theme, or at least the past two shows theme. So superstars know that they are here to serve others. There is no higher purpose than being of service to others. And know this, the more people you help at the highest level, the more wealth, health, security, and happiness you will have. We are literally designed to be of service to others. So I find, Tim, and I know you see this in your clients as well, the, the agents who get this straight, that it's all about helping others, you're here to be of service, which is really the removal of ego and the focus on making it all about your clients and less about you, they always make more money. And not only do they make more money and more consistently, but they do it almost with more ease because they've kind of gotten out of their own way. Does that make sense? Yeah, it absolutely does. Well, I mean, so there it is. I mean, that's a great way to wrap the show, but also that's one of the founding principles of what we coach agents to. It's one of the things that make us unique. It, you know, guys, obviously we want the business to make you rich and make your family rich and you have these fantastic lives. We're big believers in being rich. There's nothing wrong with that. You do have a better, fuller, richer experience on this planet with more money. That's just a fact. But here's the irony of it is. It, the irony is, is that if you, have the mind, if you don't have the mindset of being of service to others, if your principal focus isn't on truly helping the other person and you're focused too much on yourself, you won't make any money. Isn't that interesting? So by literally focusing your best energies on being of service to somebody else, which maybe on the service is counterintuitive to the accumulation of money, you do accumulate more money. Don't believe me? Here's a little psychological test. Right now, at this very moment, um, I'm going to listen in as you call for sale by owner. For most of you, that would be very nerve-wracking. For a majority of you, you wouldn't do it. You just wouldn't do it because your mind would be filled with the me thoughts. 
What am I going to say? If they say this to me, what am I going to do? If they're mean to me, how am I going to feel? Dun, 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 dun. Your mind just goes on and on and on and on and on with all these ego-based thoughts. Now, same thing. We're going to call for sale by owner, but I want you, the best you can, to make your prominent thought on the fact that you're calling them to be of service. I'm going to give you scripts. I'm going to tell you what to say. I'm going to tell you when to say it. So you're going to be able to dance the dance. Don't worry about that. What I want you to do is I want you to understand that your mindset, if it's focused on being of service, trying to help the person on the other end of the phone or when you talk to them you know, door-to-door or whatever, what then happens is, is that your ego will release that tension. In other words, I'm not saying those thoughts where they're centered on you and how you're going to feel and what's going to happen to you if they say this. I'm not saying those aren't going to be there, but they're going to be in the shadows because you're now focused on being of service to other, the other person. You're now really, truly trying to help the other person. You guys have touched on those feelings before with your children probably or when you were helping somebody or when you were you know, helping an injured animal or when you were, you know what I'm saying? When you can get to the point where you actually can, that, uh, the resonation of those emotions of being of service to somebody else, of truly being in that space, that's not only a great way to make yourself feel fantastic about what you do for a living, um, but it also it does put you in a place where you can help folks on a higher level, and that is the very frequency that attracts money to you. You see, that's the reason that we really are doing our best to get this industry to wrap its mind around the fact that real estate is about helping people. That's what this is. It's a people-helping business. You know, it, and all the other things that real estate is come after that. And our industry has kind of lost its way. Our industry has kind of lost its way on this long cycle of ego, of awards, and of these big teams and all this other who's number one stuff. And we've really lost focus on the fact that we're here to be of service to others. You can embrace all that stuff if you like it. If you enjoy that type of thing, that's great. If you want to, you know, have your name up on lights and on billboards, go for it. But do it with the understanding that your greatest successes in life will come from the dominant thought that you're here to be of service to other people. And in order to do that, you have to be really good at what you do. In order to do that, you have to know how to help them in a whole variety of, solve a whole variety of problems. In order to do that, you have to have a professional approach. You have to be able to tell them the truth with authority. You have to be able to convince that seller to price it correctly. You have to be able to tell that buyer realistically what has to happen for them to buy the house. You guys get the point? That all comes from the mindset of being of service. And then when you truly embrace that and you say, okay, my job is to be of service. My job is truly to be of service to as many people as I possibly can. How can I do it? The skills is how you do it. The skills are how you do it. The knowing how to do it is how you do it. Those, th- those two thoughts will lead to you being in a position to help more people and then what automatically happens, you make more money. Guys, this is how it works. This is how you become really successful in real estate or any other industry. If there's anything we can do to help you, request a free coaching call at freecoachingcallsforagents.com and we'll talk with you on the radio tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.